I usually don't like to date my podcast, but with the passing of Kobe Bryant, his 13-year-old daughter, and seven others who died in a helicopter crash in L.A., um, it opens up a unique opportunity, um, one, to talk about grief and how we properly process it, um, but to also talk about the response from the Israelite community, or I should say what I believe the response should be from the Israelite community when a famous person of color suddenly dies, especially one that is world renowned. Um, so let's get into it. Shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters from around the world. I thank you again for joining another episode of Jacob's Seed Podcast. Listen, uh, I want you guys to uh, share this episode. I want you guys to um, review it, like it, and subscribe uh, to this podcast on whatever podcast uh, platform you are listening to this on. Also, listen, go to um, go to my Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at jacobseed 12 um, and then click the link in the bio. Uh, go to the store. We have merch for you there as well. Um, also, different kind of ways to also support this podcast as well as um, get episodes from this podcast. So we're on just about everywhere where you can find a podcast. So I appreciate all of those who have followed me, who have uh, liked this podcast, who have shared this podcast, and also those who have followed me on, on social media. Whether it was Jacob C12 or Yemen Yahoo 15, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Listen, before we get into the podcast, I have some amazing, amazing news. And I'll post this on Instagram uh, probably uh, soon. But I, the Jacob C podcast has just hit 1,000 listens. Now, that I don't have 1,000 listeners. Um, we're getting there, but, um, Jacob C podcast has been played. I should say 1000 plays Jacob C podcast has been played 1000 times. Um, we have two seasons of Jacob C podcast. So if you missed the first season, go check that out. Um, and we're coming up on a third season as well. Um, so I thank you guys who just continue to support literally all over the world. Um, I forgot what podcast it was, but I listed all the states and all the countries that are listening to this podcast. So uh, I want to continue to bring you guys great content, uplifting content, um, educational content and content that 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 allows you to um, think critically and um, think spiritually as well and uh, look into yourselves and try to uh, be the best person that you can be that Yah has made you. While at the same time glorifying uh, the Most High Yah and everything that we do and not forgetting um, that we are the 12 tribes of Israel from Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. If you can trace your seed um, back to the transatlantic slave trade here in America um, through your father's side and all over the world, um, however uh, you do that tracing, just know that um, if you are a part of the 12 tribes of Israel, um, that you are a holy nation, you are a peculiar people, um, that you are above all other nations, according to Deuteronomy 7. Um, 
And yeah, just wanted to encourage you real guys real quick because uh, in in high encouragement, we're about to get into a a topic that is not touched on a lot, um, especially in the so-called African-American community. Um, for whatever reason, we shy away from talking about um, mental illness, talking about grief, talking about homosexuality, talking about sex and sexuality. Um, these topics, for whatever reason, we just don't touch in the African-American community. And these are topics that continue to plague the African-American community. Um, so you have we look up and we see, at least in the city I live in, um, even picking up my daughters from school, um, going to work, um, going to my wife's job or just or just perusing the city, just going to get groceries. See so many people walking around that, that clearly have mental illnesses, um, a high homeless population, um, a high population of transgenders, homosexuals and whatever it may be. Um, and that's because we're not educated on a lot of times on these issues and we just don't talk about them. But today I want to talk about grief. Right. So as you heard in the um, intro, unless you've been living under a rock somewhere, um, Kobe Bryant, his daughter and seven other people including the pilot of a helicopter crashed to, on the side of a mountain in Los Angeles um, just a few days ago, and they all lost their lives. And there, obviously there's a lot of outpouring from his fans and um, people who knew him and knew his daughter and um, obviously the people who knew the other folks that are on that helicopter. But I always, I always think that it is a great opportunity um, whether you're a fan of Kobe Bryant, um, whether you knew the people that were in the helicopter or not, um, in the Israelite community, in the African-American community, it's always when death comes, especially when it when it snatches one of the biggest African-American stars in the world. It is a great time to kind of pause and talk about some of the issues that we don't normally talk about because now everybody's listening. Um, everybody's ears about uh, it's open to just about anything at this point, because uh, you should be in a state of um, retrospection, um, looking inside of yourself and seeing how you can be a better you, um, how you can live your life to the fullest, knowing that any time and any day um, it can be taken away from you. Um, Kobe Bryant was 41. His daughter was 13. Uh, same with the other two girls who died in the helicopter crash. Um, and their parents are probably about the same age. Um, if not, maybe a, a, a generation older than Kobe Bryant. No one on that no one on that plane or on that helicopter was in their 80s or 90s or 100s. They were all young people. Um, so I'm going to read this thing real quick just about grief. Um, kind of share my own personal moments of grief um, and how I had to deal with that. Losing losing somebody who was very dear to my heart. Um, so let me read this real quick. It comes from the Bible study tools and Bible study and it says nothing in life can prepare us for the death of a loved one whether death results from a sudden accident or a sustained illness. It always catches us off guard. Death is so deeply personal and stunningly final. Nothing can emotionally prepare us for its arrival. With every death, there is a loss. And with every loss, there will be grief. Grief doesn't come and go in any orderly, confined time frame. Just when we think the pangs of, of anguish have fallen 
have stolen their last breath, another wave sweeps in and we are forced to revisit the memories, the pain, the fear. Sometimes we try to resist the demands of grieving. We long to avoid this fierce yet holy pilgrimage. We fight against the currents, terrified of being overwhelmed, of being discovered, of being lost in our brokenness. Culture tells us to move past this process quickly. Take a few take a few days, weeks perhaps to grieve, but don't stay there too long. Grieving can make those around us uncomfortable. Friends sometimes don't know what to do with our pain, and loved ones struggle to find adequate words to comfort our aching wounds. Yet, grief, as painful a season as it is, is a necessary part of our healing. To run from grief is to run from the very thing that can quell the pain of our loss. English poet, an English poet once said, grief itself is medicine. Grief cleanses the anguish from our souls and sets us back up to the path of life so we can dance. Grief is the process Yah uses to bring us to a place of wholeness. Grieving is his great gift to us as a necessary part of our journey to healing. Grieving can be the most difficult time for people, trying to balance the feeling of pain and loss while growing forward with going forward with everyday life. Give yourself space and time. Be honest with your emotions. Don't grieve alone. Don't lose hope. I think the most important thing out of this whole thing is when he says, number one, give yourself time and space when it comes to grieving. Be honest with your emotions and do not grieve alone. Do not lose hope. Um, let's see this go up here. He also says uh, grief doesn't come and go in an orderly confined time frame. All right. Um, when we thought it was over with, when we thought it was done and over with, it, uh, it comes back on us. It comes back on us heavy. Um, now I don't know if you're listening to this podcast, if you are a Kobe fan, um, but I do know for, for a fact that if you're listening to this podcast, more than likely you have lost someone that was dear to you at some point. And maybe this, um, this accident um, if you want to call it an accident, um, this this occurrence, uh, what happened may have triggered some feelings um, in your stage of grieving that you did not know was still there. And that's OK. I may be the first person to tell you that it is OK um, to grieve in this moment. You may not be grieving Kobe Bryant. You may not be grieving his daughter because more than likely the people listening to this podcast, you did not know them. But the emotions of it all, maybe you have daughters of your own and now you're thinking about how much you love them. Um, maybe you hug them just a little bit tighter. Uh, told, maybe you've been telling them how much you love them just a little bit more. Maybe you have a parent that you um, have not talked to in a while because uh, whether you've come into the truth and they no longer speak to you. Um, pick up that phone, call them. We're going to get in a few um, get into a few scriptures about our response to some of these things and how we are to respond to people. The Bible calls wicked 
Um, now, I'm not saying anybody on that helicopter was wicked. I don't I don't know them personally. I don't know their lives. I don't know their relationship with the Most High Yah. Um, only them and those closest to them and, and the Most High know um, where, the, where their final resting place will be going. Uh, but I can say in moments like this, it makes us remember, uh, number one, the people who we may not have a great relationship with, whether it's siblings, whether it's uh, broken friendships, whether it's the parents, um, um, whether it's a spouse, um, whether it's a child. Um, and it's in, the, in, in these times, it's time to um, repair those um, friendships, um, if at all possible, um, repair those relationships, if at all possible. Um, also, um, if nobody's told you this, and I'm the first to tell you, it's okay to grieve. It's okay to shed tears. Uh, don't allow um, any one community, culture, or whatever person tell you how you ought to grieve. Tell you how you ought to get over the death of someone that you love. Um, I remember some few uh, some years back, my grandfather Everett Williams passed, and um, he was by far the most influential person in my life because he went through some things. That if most of us were to go through it, we would not come out okay on the other side. We would have gone crazy. We would have broken down. We just would not have made it. But he made it. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my grandfather. Um, he was number one an athlete. Um, and because of that, I believe that because uh, his veins are running through his children, his grandchildren. I have a very competitive family. Um we take well to challenges. We love challenges. We're very passionate. <coughs> Excuse me. We're very passionate about um, everything we do. If we take hold of something, just like him, we're stubborn. We're stubborn about it. We won't let it go until we're proven right or until we win. Um, because he, he rose up a generation of children and grandchildren who are passionate and who are competitive. Um, also, my grandfather fought in the Korean War. Um, why is that significant? Because up until um, the Korean War, all the army regiments, all the regiments of the armed forces in the United States were segregated by by color. So the whites would be with the whites. Obviously, the blacks would be with the blacks. Obviously, um, that's what it means to be segregated by color. But in the Korean War, all that changed. Um, they started to integrate the regiments and my grandfather was one of the one of the first regiments to be integrated. Um, so he had to fight alongside people who may not have liked him and he may not have liked them. I don't know. He didn't talk much about it, um, but he had to go through that. And I can't imagine going overseas, fighting a war that, you know, you had nothing to do with. And having to fight along a person who probably hated your guts and probably let you know at every second that had to be hard. And then because my grandpa, um, he was a what they call a functional alcoholic. So and a chain smoker. So he never missed a bill. Food was always on the table. Roof was always over the home, uh, head of, of my mother and her her siblings. 
Um, and the same when, when I was younger as well, because I lived with my grandparents for a time and, um, he would always be at work on time, always did, always never got fired from a job was, was, was just, you know, a professional, but he was an alcoholic. He was an alcoholic. Um, so of course, years and years and years of being, um, of, of excessive drinking and excessive smoking does something to the body. Um, and he had a massive stroke. Um, and then he would have seizures. He had to learn how to walk again and talk again and all these things. Uh, but he came out on the other side, a winner because he was a competitor and he would not allow racism to defeat him in the Korean war, nor would he allow his own shortcomings in being an alcoholic and a chain smoker, um, defeat him when it came to life. Uh, he probably should have died, but he stayed alive. He probably should have never talked again, but he did. He probably should have never walked again, but he did. Heck, the doctor said he'd never talk and walk. My, not only did he talk and walk, my grandpa was driving cars and cutting grass on a moving lawnmower and everything else. I don't know if he was supposed to be doing that, but that's what he was doing. And um, he was 85 when he passed. He was sick, um, but it still didn't make it any easier. I'm not a person who cries often. But uh, when I went up there to say words um, about my grandfather, I could not hold back the tears because he just meant that much to me. And I'm sure people, um, listeners who are listening to this now, there's somebody in your life. If 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 they haven't, if it hadn't yet, I'm, I'm sorry to break the news to you. It will happen that there's going to be somebody in your life that if they haven't already, um, they will pass. Whether it's a grandparent, um, a mentor, a parent, um, God forbid, a child. Uh, but we need to learn how to process all of that. Um, and the reason I'm talking about this now is because, like I said in the beginning, uh, when someone, especially in the African-American community, is taken out of this world swiftly um, and they're not sick, that no one was expecting it, they were young. It opens up an opportunity, especially someone as a grand of a person as Kobe was as far as fame opens up the opportunity for us to say, OK, in this moment, how should we be processing these things? Not necessarily his death, particularly, but like I said, it, it triggered a lot of stuff in me about my grandfather that I thought I was over with. Um, I literally sat on the couch and was crying in tears, not because of Kobe Bryant. And I told my wife, I said, man, I did not expect for this moment to affect me like this. And I'm sure a lot of people had the same reaction and it probably more than likely was not, had nothing to do with the incident in itself, but it triggered grief in their heart that they believed they had gotten over. And the problem is when someone is taken from us that we love so much, that grief, I don't believe it ever goes away. I was literally... I was sitting um, when the Cubs won the World Series back in 2016. I was sitting on my recliner and I'm watching the highlight of, of the last pitch and the ball is hit. Uh, it goes to second base. Um, the second baseman tosses, tosses the ball to the first baseman. Um, the third out is done. It's the ninth inning. Game's over. The Cubs beat the Cleveland Indians. Chicago Cubs beat Cleveland Indians in the 2016 World Series. And all I can do was cry 
not tears of joy because the Cubs won. Um, I'm a Cubs fan, but that at that moment, I, it, it, at that moment, all I could think of was, man, I wish my grandpa was here to see this. Because growing up, that's all all I would used to do with my grandfather was sit in front of the TV. Um, he had he had three things that he loved to watch. He loved when it come to sports anyway. Um, he loved Westerns. I hated watching Westerns. But, you know, when grandpa got the TV, he got to watch what he wanted to watch because he paid the bills. But outside of Westerns, he would watch three things. The Chicago Cubs, the Chicago Bulls and NASCAR. Why NASCAR? I don't know. Still to this day, watching some cars zoom around in a circle 500 times is the worst thing ever to watch in the world to me. But that's what my grandpa loved. And when the Cubs won the World Series, um, moments of being with my grandfather um, flashed literally before my eyes and I got emotional. Um, And I grieved my grandfather once more. So it's okay to grieve. Don't let anybody tell you how to do it. Don't let anyone tell you how long it should be done. Uh, Don't let anyone tell you that you should be over it and get over it. Don't let anyone tell you it's been a year, two years, three years, four years, five, 10, 15, 20 years, and you should be over it. You don't let anybody else define your hurt and your pain. Now, we know that the Most High soothes those who are in pain and who are hurting, who are grieving, who are grieving. Um, he literally takes our cares and he uh, he soothes us. So press into that and press into him. You may never get over it. And that is OK. Um, so I just wanted to, to, to spend this first half just kind of um, being a little bit open and being a little bit transparent um, about my own times of grieving and grieving that I still have for my grandfather um, because he was a man's man and there's there's no other man in my opinion um, in my lifetime on this earth um, that will ever be bigger than Everett Williams was to me Um, so I want to spend that first part of this podcast just talking about grief Um, I'm not a licensed counselor I don't know any professional way to actually deal with it But what I can say is don't let anybody else define it for you. Um, You know you best and you know how to deal with the best. I will say, though, that meditating on the scriptures day and night, as David says in Psalms chapter one, it does help you. Um, It helps put your mind um, in the right perspective, uh, helps to put your heart at ease. Um, And also when, when, when death comes, when someone is taken away from us that 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 we love, It's also a time of introspection. So it's a good time to look into ourselves and see, well, what are those stumbling blocks that need to be taken away from my life? Um, How can I better serve the most high while I'm still breathing, knowing that the person who died may have had flaws? My grandfather had a lot of them. So so how can I better serve the most high so that when my time comes, when death knocks at my door, that I can be ready um, and that I can say that, like Paul, that I've ran the race. I fought the good fight, the good fight. And like Lazarus, I will be comforted in the bosom of Abraham and not tormented like the rich man in Hades. 
So two things came out of this whole Kobe thing. Number one, there's a lot of people talking about grief. A lot of people talking about mental illnesses and how to process it. Uh, But number two, which I thought was quite, in my opinion, I will use the word disgusting, is how I saw some, not all, um, but some of the Israelite community respond. Um, I believe some of us responded in a way that is not in step with the gospel. And we, instead of using this time to wake up our brothers and sisters, who a lot of them are clearly lost and do not know their way and do not understand that they are part of the 12 tribes of Israel. They do not understand that um, the most high has chosen us to be righteous priests to the world, um, light or righteous priests, to the nations light to the world, uh, salt to the earth um, that Yeshua, who the world knows as Jesus Christ, came back for us and that he will be coming back again. And that is our job to in the in, in, in between the time that he ascended to the right hand of the father until the time he comes back. Uh, we need to be taking this time to educate our brothers and sisters about the truth of the scriptures. Right. Um, and we we dropped the ball on this one, y'all. Um, so I'm perusing through Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And the problem is I see more in the Israelite community anyway. I see more Instagram posts and tweets and Facebook posts about Kobe Bryant being an Illuminati or some kind of secret society or whatever it may be. Could he have been? Maybe, possibly. I don't know. I don't know the man. Um, I'm not going to judge somebody by the hand gestures that they throw up, especially basketball players, because a lot of them throw up hand gestures that that may mean something in the occult, but on the basketball court, it just may mean a foul. It may mean that you um, have two timeouts left. It may mean that somebody hit a three pointer and they're throwing those things up in ignorance. And some of them are actually throwing them up and knowing exactly what they're doing because they are a part of the occult. I'm not I'm not saying that they are not. What I'm saying is I don't know who is and who isn't, but I don't care. Our job, my job, along with everybody else who is a who is an Israelite by blood, our job, especially Judah, our job is to wake up our brothers and sisters and get them up out of this funk so we can quit being um, uh, 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 dragged through these curses so we can go back home. All right. And what I saw instead, awesome opportunity to share the truth of the scriptures with our brothers and sisters who were lost. Because the problem is, the truth of the matter, um, Kobe Bryant is not going to be treated any different than Nipsey Hussle. And it might even be worse because we know that Nip, 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 Nipsey Hussle, um, when he died, it brought on the um, veneration of the dead. It brought on burning of sage and it brought on uh, praying of crystals. And I'm sure some weird stuff is going to come out of uh, Kobe's passing as well, where the people literally making him an idol, um, literally starting to pray to him and all this other crazy stuff that may come out. And I'm not saying that's what's happening, but I'm, I'm if it's like anything else, um, strange things will come about in our community based on uh, one of the biggest African-Americans to ever live more or famous African-Americans to ever live, I should say. <clears throat> but my point is that we had a awesome opportunity to share the gospel, share the good news, share the truth of the scriptures with our brothers and sisters who do not know, 
whether they're Christian and Muslim, Buddhist, whatever they may be, we spent more time talking about the occult than we did talking about Yah and his son who was coming back for us again. So if somebody was perusing through or following hashtags that had anything to do with the Israelite community, they learned a lot about the occult, but they didn't learn a lot about Yah. They didn't know, learn a lot about our Elohim. They didn't learn a lot about the feast days. They didn't learn a lot about the laws, statutes, commandments, and judgments. They didn't know, learn a lot about who the Most High is coming back for. They learned a lot about the occult, though, because that's what we chose to put up on there. We chose to put up videos of this cartoon showing Kobe Bryant dying in a, in a, in a helicopter wreck. We chose to put up pictures of him throwing up the, the Rock Nation symbol or the OK sign um, or the horn sign. So they 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 saw a lot of the occult. But did they see a lot of Yah and his son? Which one of us took the opportunity to say, yes, Kobe Bryant, his daughter and seven others passed away. And if you knew them, it was sad. If you didn't know them, it may have been sad. But here's the truth of the whole matter. That death can come knocking at your door at any time. So this would be the time to look inside yourself and ask the question, are you right with Elohim? Are you right with God, the creator of the world? Let me give you a few scriptures we could have said of how to get right. Did, did would anybody discuss what sin really means? That sin is actually the transgression of the law. The law that a lot of these Protestant and Catholic churches tell us is done away with. It also says in 1 John 3 that those who continue to sin or those who are in Christ Jesus do no longer sin, no longer transgress the law. We abide by the law. Paul says, do we do we do we nullify the law because of faith? God forbid we establish the law. Great. This has been a great opportunity to do all these things. And some of us did. I'll give give us credit. Some of us did. But for the majority of the part, we spent more time talking about the occult as we do when, when famous black folk die or get in trouble than we do about Yah and his plan for his people. Let's quit giving things like the occult energy. When people die, when people are arrested, let's quit giving these pagan holidays energy. I see during Christmas time, I think I see more more things about Christmas from the Israelite community. More things about Easter, uh, more things about Valentine's Day than I do anybody else. We post pictures and show people, you know, how much we ain't doing Christmas, how much we ain't doing Valentine's Day and Easter and all that stuff. Who cares? Why are you giving energy to it? Treat it like another day. It doesn't ex- It's not real. It doesn't exist. Those aren't the guys that we serve. So why do we care? I don't see the I don't see the pagans over there saying how much they don't do Passover, how much they don't do feats of weeks. Um, half the time is because they have no clue about what that stuff is. But we give our energy to the wrong stuff. And because a lot of us aren't learned and a lot of us haven't processed our anger and our grief and other things, we lash out and don't know how to respond um, in opportune times when we can actually wake up people. We draw people further, further away from the gospel 
further and further away from the God that we love and further, further away from their own tribe that they're a part of. Uh, let me read you all these things real quick. I know I've been rambling on and on and on and on. Um, and this is one of those podcasts where, heck, I'm just I'm just being real with you today. I'm just being real with you today. Um, Luke chapter 13. Let's go to Luke chapter 13 real quick. People say, oh, he died because he was wicked. Let's read Luke 13. Uh, starting at verse one. There were present at that season some that told him, talking about Yahusha, of the Galatians, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. So Pontius Pilate was killing Israelites and using their blood to sacrifice to their pagan gods. Pontius Pilate was an evil man. And Yahusha answering, saying to them, Suppose ye that these Galatians were sinners above all Galatians, meaning these must have been the worst sinners of the sinners in Galatia because of the things that happened to them. He said, uh, because they suffered such things, I tell you, nay. So, no, they weren't. But except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. So these weren't the worst of the worst sinners. But you have sin in your heart. You have some stumbling blocks in your heart. You have some skeletons in your closet, as they say. And if you don't get rid of those, you will suffer the same fate that they suffered. Excuse me. Or those 18 upon whom the tower of Shalom fell and slew them. Think ye that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you, nay. But except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. So if we're spending all this energy talking about how wicked we believe Kobe Bryant was, because of the occult that we assume that he was in, just know that even when you sin, you break the whole law. So if you don't repent, if you don't uh, uh, take the log out of your eye, you can likewise face the same fate that he faced. None of us are perfect, ladies and gentlemen, just because we have waken up into our identity. Um, and even if you're trying your best to follow the law, statutes and commandments, you're not perfect. You're not. Look at Solomon. Did he not start off perfectly? Did he not know that he was part of Judah? He knew what tribe he was part of. He knew the correct way to wear fringes. He knew the correct color, whether it was blue or violet. He knew the correct moon to worship or not worship, but the, the, the correct moon to go by, whether it was the full moon or the crescent moon. He uh, he knew how to speak perfect Hebrew and he knew how to read even the paleo Hebrew and all these different things. But he died. He died and was in Hades because he was worshiping a thousand different gods that was not Yahuwah. You think Judas knew who he was? Of course he did. You think he knew how to speak perfect Hebrew? Of course he did. Did he go to the synagogue every Saturday? Of course he did. Did he follow the law, statutes, and commandments of the Most High? Of course he did. But his heart was in the wrong place. And he ended up killing himself. And he too was in Hades with Shlomo, with Solomon. Because at the end of the day, he chose Rome over his own savior. Likewise, like us, let's not, let's quit spending all of this energy on trying to judge others because only one judge, one lawgiver. 
And let's spend our energy trying to wake up our brothers and sisters, encouraging our brothers and sisters, spewing, uh, uh, spewing different kind of different things and uh, having different conversations on social media that that is not profitable uh, to somebody's awakening. It's it's vain. It's in vanity. We know we don't do things that are in vain. We ought to be even if somebody disagrees with you on social media. If somebody disagrees with you on YouTube, if 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 you on the corner preaching, if you are if you one of our prophets on the corner preaching about the most high and somebody disagrees with you, the, the scripture says, be wise as a serpent and be gentle as a dove, as a dove. It's OK. Tell them to tell them to keep walking. Tell them to keep going. Don't respond to that crazy comment unless unless you can perceive that the comments uh, whether they're in your face on the whether you're in the street corner, they're in your face or you're online, that those comments are genuine and they're made because people are truly searching for the truth. Answer those and 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 walk our brothers and sisters um, through the scriptures so that, and, and pray that the Holy Spirit reveal to them what the truth is. But I think we spend more time talking about the occult. And talking about the state of somebody's life when they're when they die or when they go to prison. Um, in the in the Israelite community, then we actually do trying to awaken our brothers and sisters. And that's just not what we're supposed to be doing. And for all these people saying that, you know, he may have been wicked, this, that and the other. Um, or when when local people die in your own community, in your own city, in your own town, you say, well, so, well, congratulations. You know, um, he wasn't serving the most high anyway. You know, he should have been taken out. I saw a lot of those. Um, and we it's not just about Kobe Bryant, but it's about anybody um, who passes um, and they did not know the truth. I think our our response is is not in line with the scriptures. Let's go to Ezekiel. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter three and go to verse eighteen. Ezekiel three eighteen reads, "When I say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die." So the wicked are going to die most surely. <laughs> They're going to die. But watch this. And thou giveth him no warning. Who's thou? Us, the Israelites. Nor speaketh to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life. So wait a minute. As the Israelites, we're supposed to warn the wicked of his ways. So that he may be saved and have life. Absolutely. Because what did Yahushua do when he came? He divided up his disciples two by two and say, hey, go to all these places. Paul did the same thing as his missionary work, went to all the places the Israelites were in. Yahushua said, go to all these places where your brothers and sisters are and warn them of the coming doom because they're working in wickedness. They try to save their brothers and sisters lives in the scriptures. It says that same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood Will I require at thine hand so we can be out here talking about whomever and whatever, how wicked this person was. But at the end of the day, number one, what what kind of energy were you using? What opportunity? What were you doing with this opportunity that this person died? Were you at the funeral talking about how wicked he was or maybe you didn't even show up because now that we in the truth, you know, we we're so perfect and we're so we know it all so much that uh, we wouldn't even show some of us don't even show up to funerals of family members because we don't want to be around our crazy, wicked family. No, beloved, this is the time that you want to be around your family. 
and take opportunities to tell them the truth because they are living wickedly if they're not living by the scriptures, if they're not following Torah. This is a perfect time to warn him of his wicked way and to save his life or that blood will be on your hand in the coming days of judgment. Upcoming, my grandmother, who's still living, will be celebrating her 80th birthday. All praises to the Most High for her to see 80 years. Now, a lot of us, and myself included, do not celebrate birthdays because it's pagan. All right? Um, Leviticus 18 tells us not to do the not not to follow the ways of Egypt, which our people were coming out of. And birthdays originate out of Egypt. But guess what? I'm going to this birthday party. Why do Because it's a birthday party? Absolutely not. Because I have family members that will be there who are living in wickedness. They are not following the law, statutes and commandments of the most high. And that is an opportunity for me to warn them of their wicked ways, so that they can that I can possibly save a life. And that that blood will not be on my hands. Let's not be so high and mighty as we come into the truth, because unfortunately, a lot of us in the truth um, and I was the same way. So I'm not excusing myself. When we come into this truth, we have this layer of arrogance and self-righteousness about us. That now we isolate ourselves from the rest of the world and only hang around Israelites only. But if everybody around you is an Israelite, who are you telling about the truth? Who are you bringing into the fold? Who are you waking up? What kind of introspection can you have if if you yourself think you are perfect? There's none. Let me answer that for you. You ain't bringing nobody in. You ain't waking nobody up and you're not having any introspection. So the way that we should respond, whether it's Kobe, whether it's your family member personally, or whether it's the future people that's going to be taken from this earth. Recognize like a Berean, recognize the time, understand the opportunity that's been given to you. And let's speak more about the father, our Elohim, the Elohim of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and his son, who is soon to come back for us all. Let's give energy to that. Let's speak about them and the laws, statutes, commandments, judgments that we all ought to be following. Let's let let's put people up on game about Torah and how the African, the so-called African-Americans and Hispanics um, and, and some of our, 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 our African, African tribes and people all around the world who have melanin in their skin and they can trace their lineage uh, back to uh, what we would call now the Middle East or to a transatlantic slave trade or to an Arab slave trade or have the custom still of our of our Hebrew um, heritage. And they don't some of them don't even know why they're circumcising their babies at uh, at eight days old. And some of them don't know why they rest on Saturdays because they are still practicing um, Hebraic stuff that's been passed down from generation to generation. And the information has just gotten lost over time. But they are the 12 tribes of Israel. Let's put more energy into that. Now, do we need to educate our people about the occult? Absolutely, we do. Do we need to educate our people about wicked people? Absolutely, we do. We need to warn our people of wolves. We need to shine light on darkness. 
But we also need to learn and have discernment and have and understand sometimes the opportunities that we're given and not in and, and opportunities like this are not time to spend time educating people about darkness. It's time to educate eat, uh, our brothers and sisters about the light. I hope this has been a good podcast for you all. Um, I hope in this time that if, if, if this has triggered some grief in you that you did not know that was still there from the loss of a family member, a loved one, a friend that you um, get help. Uh, Google um, free grief counseling and, and, and there'll be some grief, free grief counseling options that will pop up for whatever region that you're in because, you know, they use those cookies and stuff and they know where you live and all that other stuff. But Google it free grief counseling. And I'm sure some stuff will pop up that will allow you to get some free grief counseling. And also as an Israelite community. We need to start recognizing the opportunities we have and be and, and, and understanding the time and where we're at and understanding when to share some things, when not to share some things, when to comment, when to shut up. And also understand that everything that goes on in this country is a huge opportunity for us to share the truth to our brothers and sisters and to wake them up worldwide. Appreciate you. Love y'all. As always. Seek truth, live it out, inform others. Shalom. Thank you. For listening to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast, we ask that you subscribe, like, and review, as well as share this podcast on whatever platform that you're listening to this on. Have you ever wondered how to be a part of the show? You can call in to the podcast voicemail at 901-300-7474. Leave your comment and question, and we will play it on the next episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. Also, if you go to our Instagram page at JacobC12 or the host page at Yahoo 15 on Instagram or Twitter and press the link, you can find ways on how to support this podcast. You don't have a social media account? That's perfectly fine. You can go to linktr.ee forward slash JacobC12 to find more ways on how to support this podcast. We thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. And remember... Seek truth, live it out, and inform others. Shalom.